Welcome to the Strategic Slut Podcast. I'm Courtney, and I'm here every Monday to cover all things sex, money, confidence, dating, growth, and mindset to help you consciously evolve and live an intentional life. I am passionate about empowered choice and questioning the world around us because let's face it, we're all sluts for something or someone, so let's be strategic ones. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode. I hope you had a wonderful Easter weekend. Um, If you're in Ontario, like I am, happy lockdown season three, season four. I don't even know what number of lockdown we're on now. Um, It's another half-ass one, and I feel like everyone's with me when they say they are infuriated, so hello. We love that for us, and you know what? It's really putting me in a position where I'm questioning if I'm going to be able to have a hot girl summer, but... I got my hair done on Friday, like literally on Good Friday. My salon was able, they got access to stay open one more day before we went under lockdown again. So I feel like I'm ready for hot girl summer because I got my hair done. I got a little curtain bang action. It's the only banging that's happening to me this year. And I'm telling you right now, I've never felt hotter in my entire life. I walked out of that salon, no makeup on, with my hot pink long jacket. Y'all know if you follow me on Instagram, at the not so average and I got hit on by five different strangers on the streets just from walking from the salon to my car and then when I was in my car I was literally doing my makeup because I was about to go to dinner um literally the last supper before another lockdown and I'm doing my makeup in the car and I have these two people and they're like on the sidewalk and they're walking past and they're like literally hyping me up while I'm like doing my makeup in my car and I'm like I love the situation right now I've never felt better about myself and I just really needed those like verbal affirmations from strangers because you know we're all lacking a lot of human interaction and I'm personally lacking the drunk girls in the bathroom scenario so to have that on the streets of London Ontario was very very healing and nurturing to the soul, I would say. So that was great. I also want to just talk to my hot girls because, you know, our queen Meg the Stallion has a boyfriend now and I don't know what to think of that. I'm really happy for her, but like our leader is cuffed and I'm not sure how to conceptualize that because I truly feel like everyone I know is in a relationship right now which like love that for them but also I am not in that same position I not only have not had sex in almost a year now but I also just like have not dated I haven't entertained anybody I have hinge but I hardly reply to anybody you know what I actually want to tell you something before we get into this episode um so I started to talk to this guy over hinge And we were having like an okay back and forth conversation. And then it got to the point, like this man doesn't even know really anything about me. And he started to go down the trap of how was your day? How was your walk? How was your meeting? How was that? Oh my God, I've never been more bored in my life. If I ever receive, if if the only message you can like think of to send me is how was your walk that you saw in my story? we're done here. I'm bored. Like, no, absolutely not. My attention span cannot take it. Might sound bitchy, but that's the truth. That's my truth. So, um, yeah, I have not entertained anybody. And to see our leader of the hot girls just get a boyfriend 
is, um, I don't want to say disappointing, but like, mm, I don't love it. <laughs> um, mostly for myself. I'm just like, how, how do y'all get people that treat you right? That's my question. It's not how to find a man and, you know, get the girlfriend status. That's not my question because I'm sure I could have that if I wanted. It's more of like, how do you find people that like treat you right? And how, where are you meeting these people? Because I've been living in my parents' house for a year. You know, I'm not out here meeting people organically for one. And two, the apps are just failing me left by Le- left and right? What am I saying? Anyways, like the region I live in, I don't think my future soulmate is um l- residing in Kitchener-Waterloo region, okay? Like, let's just think about that. I feel like I'm meant to be with a British man. I think I need to go to the UK or Australia, um, or I feel like my calling is being in New York. I'm like there for work and there for like a week and I meet a British man there. That is like what I see in my head, but maybe that's delusional. Um, probably very much influenced by the fact that I've watched Sex in the City over and over again for the last year, but also because I, I just love British accents. I love British men. I find that like men from outside of North America are so fascinating and I or like if people have traveled a lot I find that very attractive as well um and it's probably the fact that I also just have I would literally do anything like would do the weirdest shit to be able to travel right now so that's probably all included but yeah that's my truth um today's episode (laughs) I don't think I've told you but if you've heard if you read the title I'm gonna talk about standards because People always talk about, you know, raise your standards, raise your standards, or if you're like single for too long, especially for the women who are like approaching their 30s, you know, you have those, the like nosy aunt and your like fucking cousin Susie being like, you know, have you found anyone special yet? Oh, maybe your standards are too high. Maybe you should lower your standards. You hear that often as well. Um, can't speak from experience because I'm only 22, but I have friends who have experienced that same thing. And I listen to a many podcasts of women older than me and a lot of women experience these things. So, you know, either our standards are too high or they're not high enough. And it's just this like thing that people throw out there, but no one talks about like what that actually looked like. Where do your standards come from for one? And two, like how do we change the standards that we require for the relationships in our lives? And how are these like calculated? Because realistically, I have never, when I think I've been thinking about this topic for the last few week, few days actually, and that's why I want to do it today because I was thinking about how even myself coming on this platform, I have a lot of female listeners who are, you know, in their 20s and are often looking to me as like looking for advice on how to be this like empowered woman through multiple facets of her life and one of those being dating and not settling I'm always preaching to not settle for trash ass humans but also like what does raising your standards look like because if you've listened to this podcast before too I've been someone who has had the bar set so low for so long and it's surprising I know because when you like listen to what I'm all about and my standards for life, it didn't correlate with the men that I was like 
accepting treatment from. And I had to realize that the hard way. And it is kind of funny because it's like I had such high standards in every other area of my life, but not when it came to even just the casual dating that I was doing. It wasn't like I was trying to find a partner. And I think that's why my brain kind of discounted it as whatever. But that didn't serve me for many years. And now, you know, having had time to really reflect on it, I've realized that like, I'm not available for that shit. And it's not that I'm not available for like, like casual dating. Sure. I mean, I would take anything at this point. But then again, I'm like, no, I wouldn't. Like, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, I literally just miss being a slut. And then other days, I'm like, no, I I can't take the mediocre (laughs) sex that I was having with some of the, the men that I've met before, you know? And I think that just comes with, you know, better sex is often having to, like, give a fuck about having good sex. And if it's just, like, a one-off thing, it's typically not that great. You know, studies show that men have, like, a 80-something percent chance of finishing where women have, like, I think it's, like, 12%, something like that. Don't quote me. But there's something real low there. And it's typically because there's, like, not that communication there, the, you know, standards of the relationship just hasn't been laid out yet so you're probably not as comfortable with telling them like all the things you'd like and all those things and you have to be able to relax to really enjoy things so um not saying that one night stands are bad or anything like that but one-offs aren't typically super satisfying at least the ones that I've heard in my experience but also friends and family and things like that so um and then statistically this shows as well so you know, I just realized that there's so much there about standards that we, I guess, like talk about hypothetically, but then when it comes to the application, I think that's where transition or translation gets lost, but also we don't talk about like where those standards come from. So let's, let's dive into that. So your personal standards, you know, this is something where it's going to be a subjective definition. How I'm going to explain them is that like I would see personal standards as mostly a set of behaviors that we choose to consistently indulge in. Um, And it's something where you set importance and how you want to feel and like experience your life for yourself and like for your life overall. Um, And that's why it's kind of confusing because like standards, just there isn't like a full definition. I think people interpret it very differently. Um, But I found this quote that says, your personal standards are reflected in how you treat yourself and in how you treat others. What's more, they are also reflected in how you expect to be treated by other people. So that would, I think, conclude what standards look like. Um, But no one really talks about like where you find those. So Um, This article that I'm reading here, says when you have high standards, you expect to be treated with the highest regard. But then what does that mean? Like that could mean so many different things for different people. And, you know, even like talking to girlfriends, you know, um, let's say, okay, I had this one friend and I remember her boyfriend would go over and like he wouldn't help clean up after dinner and it made her so angry. Like she felt so disrespected by this. And for some reason, like, that's just not something that would, like, strike me. But we all have our different set of values and what we attach importance to and things like that. And I also don't know the full context. Like, is this every time you, like, you know, if you're hanging out every day and your man's just, like, hoping that you just 
serve him and clean up and be this like housewife to him, I would understand the frustration. I have no idea what the full context was. But for me, based on the story that I heard, I was just like, oh, and like, and you're mad about that? Like, not any judgment, just like, okay, cool. So how can we communicate that, right? Um, But then when you have low standards, you often fall prey to other people's influence. And this is something that, like I said, I've had issues with because I've realized that when you disrespect your own boundaries, like, you know, when you say yes to something you wish you had said no, um, or you like bend over backwards for a person where you know that they're like, wouldn't do the same for you. You're literally disrespecting yourself each time because you're telling yourself that your time isn't as important as theirs or like your anything is just not of value in comparison to how you're placing them. You're holding them on this pedestal that they really don't deserve. And I feel like we always low-key know this, but we choose to proceed anyways. And that's can be a form of self-sabotage and it can become kind of a vicious cycle actually. So when it looks like our standards, you know, these are of course very much intrinsically like intertwined with your level of self-esteem. So raising that level of self-worth and knowledge of self is required to be able to even question your standards and then therefore raising them. Because I always say like confidence is the promises you keep to yourself. So that would look at every area of your life. Let's say that you want to be someone who, um, like let's say your top values are health, um, honesty and I don't know consistency so let's say you know those are your top three values and then you don't wake up every day and choose your health you often lie to others um, because you want to sound more confident and you want to sound more rich than you are and all these things you're just like living a life that's inauthentic to you and you will go to the gym five times a week for like a week or for like two weeks and then you fall off and it takes you a couple months to get back on. That would be inconsistent. So if your value is consistency, but you're not living up to that value, you're then just living uh, out of alignment with what you say you want to live like. Now there's no judgment placed to that. We all have different values and how we find those values are often, you know, Well, they're often actually, it's interesting. I feel like when you grow up, you get set with these values and beliefs by how you were raised. So depending on your family dynamic and household and things like that, where you grew up, like um, geographically and that kind of thing can really influence these things. But then I know for myself, when I left my hometown and my parents and everything and went and lived a different life to go to university and I met all these different people from different places and really were like was able to just live my own life now, it was really scary because I was like, oh my God, I have no one telling me like what to do and to tell me where to be at what time, like where your mom would be there waking you up for high school or whatever. Um, when you get off to university, you're all independent and responsible for your own thing. But I also realized the freedom that came with it because I realized there are things that, you know, I love my parents. I love my family. I had a, a great childhood really. But when I 
reflected on all these things I was learning, I realized like, oh, like there's stuff that I thought I knew that now I'm learning things and now my entire world is being kind of, I would say, shifted with this knowledge that I'm learning. Um, And, you know, everything I thought I knew about something I didn't know before. So, and I, you know, a lot of that also came from growing up Catholic. You know, that's why I started Strategic Slut was realizing there was so much that I thought I knew about sex and relationships and self-worth and how we live our lives based on all these ideals and traditions that I was taught um and then breaking out of that and seeing I guess the flip side it's like oh not only do I not have to live like that but those certain values are rooted in certain things that I don't think I agree with and now you're you're critically thinking about these things and like hmm why is that and then you investigate that and you just keep going so that's where those values and beliefs are constructed and you can change these over time and I think there is like a very pivotal moment from when you like from growing up you have these like same set of values and beliefs and then when you move out on your own um, you're able to form your own and shift away from what you grew up believing to what you I guess choose to believe in because also if you're not seeking out external knowledge and like learn and questioning everything then you probably aren't um you're not as likely to change essentially um which is okay too so these personal standards are very much reflected in the promises you keep in the way that you like dress and manage your life your health your finances and environment and all of these things so these are very much reflective in like every facet of your of your life, like literally everything you do. So when it comes to raising your standards, the questions you have to ask yourself is like, what do I believe in? Truly, like when you think of health, what does health look like to you? Because as we know from a lot of talk on about diet culture and all those things, our idea of health has been very skewed by really fucked up images uh, through the media and through diet culture of what health looks like. You know, we have been fed this idea that it looks a certain way, that it requires all of these different things. And if you don't obtain this type of aesthetic, you aren't healthy. Or if you look at the, like, a BMI thing, um... If you weigh a certain amount of like a certain amount and you're a certain height, you could be seen as obese by this scale, even though you're perfectly healthy. Like it makes no sense. It's very outdated. And I could be getting any of that wrong. So don't listen to me. I'm not a professional. But you know what I mean? Like there's just so many things that can be skewed. I know for me, health to me look like super skinny, um, super like almost this like accomplished like I don't get cravings I just eat super clean because I want to and just like had this really like insane amount of pressure of my on myself of what I thought health should look like based on how I grew up in the media surrounding me and things like that Um, and now health looks very different to me health looks more intuitive and knowing when to rest and you know asking myself like what my body needs and not freaking the fuck out if I have a mini egg and like just little things like that that um my 
idea and belief and value of health has very much shifted. Same thing with relationships, same thing with um, how I view even like work and career, business, all that stuff. Um, I thought that like the harder you work, the more inclined you are to get ahead when really I'm realizing like work smarter, not harder. (laughs) If you like actually take a step back and look at the way you're working and the different, I guess, processes that are there, you can actually become such a more efficient human being by stepping away from it um, and analyzing how you do things and how you can make those things easier on yourself. Um, We can go into that in another episode. But anyways, these standards um, can change. And I think the idea of like raising your standards makes you question. So what do I believe in? What are my values? And I think values, you know, need to be a little bit more specific. I recently wanted to start writing down and like journaling out these things because to live in alignment and to live super intentional requires reflecting on these things of like what means something to me. Why do I place importance on this one thing and not the other? And what that kind of process does for you is it starts to like really gain clarity in how you have been living and what you're actually wanting. So I always talk about like the higher self, that future self, um, and envisioning this like kind of like this person you want to be. So I always, for me, you know, I identify as a woman. So um, I say like, who is the woman I want to be? What does she do? What does she look like? What are the habits and qualities that she embodies to live this life? And when it comes down to questioning that, those are very much are surrounded by your values and beliefs and thus like require certain standards to be able to uphold that life. You know, if you're wanting these really like fulfilling, beautiful relationships where um, let's say like I want some a partner who brings me flowers and like makes me coffee in the morning and loves me for who I am and all these things like I wouldn't be dating someone who maybe puts me down every time I try to make a joke or whatever, like the really toxic situations that you can get into. Um, Maybe they're like really insecure human beings and they're just always like, do you always have to keep showing me up when you're like not doing anything? Like little things like that. Is that living in alignment with who you want to be? Like, does she accept that behavior? You know, things like that. So when it comes to raising those standards, it's like, what do I want to accept? What do I find acceptable? And that requires a lot of reflection. I feel like journaling has been really helpful in this process for me. I've been using this digital um, website called Penzu. It's P-E-N-Z-U. This is not an ad. It's just something I actually found back in first year. And I have over the years on and off got into journaling because I just find typings a lot easier. Um, And I get like Carrie Bradshaw on a keyboard, you know, like... And it made me wonder, (laughs) and I truly get into my own feels, but it is so funny because when we think of the standards, so recently I had my standards, I guess, um, questioned the other day where this guy I was like talking to on and off um, over text, he is like really funny. I think he's like really 
honestly hilarious. I think we could get along really well. Um, but he just like hasn't put a ton of effort in. And I realized like it's been, you know, X amount of time. Why am I like trying to see if this guy is going to like ask me out or not? Like if he wanted to, he would Courtney and realizing that I was like, oh my God, why am I, why is my brain going there? And I think it's just because there's been nobody else that like has really made my, made me laugh. (laughs) And that is like a bare minimum. So when I looked at, looked at like the overall situation and what I want and you know, how I look, how I not even look, how I expect my dating life to go, um, specifically coming out of the pandemic, which feels like it's never going to happen. But anyways, um, what I want to change differently, like before when I was in university and dating and things like that to how I want to move forward in that life. I just realized like if they're not asking you out within the first two weeks, they're probably not worth it. And for me, that's it right now. And it's not, it doesn't mean that they don't find you attractive. It doesn't mean that they don't like, like you or think you're funny or whatever, but they're, that's not their main priority probably. Um, and that could be something within their own life, or they could be like seeing other people who the fuck knows, like you have no idea, but that's their problem. So how are you going to let it affect you. And there's this podcast that I've been loving recently. It's called Unfuck Your Brain. And it's how we attach importance to certain things. And basically, like, you can literally rewire your brain, which I say through affirmations and things like that on this podcast. But this um, other podcast specifically has been really cool for explaining different things that we drive ourselves crazy with, essentially, uh, psychologically. And, you know, the way that we kind of like interpret things can be very much changed. So before when I would have a situation like that, where a guy is just like not giving me the energy that I want him to be giving me, I would start to go mentally insane where I would start questioning my own self-worth and questioning what I did. What did I do wrong? Did I do something? Why is he texting me back? And just like doing that whole boy crazy narrative that doesn't serve anybody. And then when I was reflecting on it, I'm like, that's not me anymore because I don't actually fucking care. I think I'm just used to thinking that. And so now I have the power because I'm now realizing this pattern and I can now have the power to change it. And that's part of raising your standards of recognizing what you used to do and what the bare minimum used to be for you and raising that shit up because it's one of those things where like, I value someone who's consistent. This man's not consistent. (laughs) Where's the fucking energy? Like, no, 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 no. I'm not doing the breadcrumbing situation where they, you know, just give you enough to kind of keep you holding on. No, I don't fucking care. Of course, I'm still going to be nice if you message me. Yeah. Like, what's up? But until you're really proving yourself to me, like, I'm not giving you any of that effort or time or my energy, because those are the most valued currencies in my life, you know? So that's one of those things that require you to, I guess, like, yeah, make your standards higher. If I hear from that person and he's like, hey, come over, I'm going to be like, sorry, who's this? Because this person's never tried to take me out. So, you know, if you very much set the standard they will modify their behavior um accordingly if they want to and if they don't they'll fuck off which is even better because 
then, you know, not that, not that the trash took itself out, but like kind of, <laughs> that's another thing too. So I think that's really important. And I think that, um, probably a lot of women need to hear this. And I think that this goes beyond even dating of like a whole other set of parts, you know, um, as a lot of the podcast listeners know, I've went through some crazy changes within friendships and relationships over the last year, um, graduated university. So that was crazy and just made me question my whole life essentially. So, um, I hired a finance coach and that really helped me question how I spend my money and like all those spending habits and actually self-sabotaging patterns of, you know, literally just like retail therapy. I used to, when I would feel low and just feel like I need a confidence boost, I would just go shopping because a cute top or a new lipstick or this and that would make me feel better. And it was always temporary. It was always that feeling of like, it, it was a good little dose of dopamine now, but then in a week I would need another thing because I was starting to feel low again. And, you know, raising my standards for myself required to nip that self-sabotaging habit in the butt. And, you know, I always say invest in yourself, like invest in learning more. If you need to get a coach or a therapist, and of, of course, the, the, this shit's expensive. Like, don't get me wrong. But if you want something, I think that, I, I don't know if that's classist to say. We're going to move on from that. But either way, I if you feel, if you can afford it, do it. And if you can't afford it, like find um, avenues for different information. So podcasts, books, like seek out different knowledge if you want to raise the standards in your life. That's what successful people do. If you read any, uh, you know, habits of successful people, they are very sure of themselves and what they want and what they want and the future that they want to build for themselves is non-negotiable because they've really thought about it and they're really doing the steps to build that life. And a lot of that has, I would say, it comes with some sacrifice, but the sacrifice that sacrifices that they're making are often um, it's okay to them, you know, because what they're working towards exceeds the discomfort that requires, um, whatever, like, you know, quote unquote sacrifices they're making. So to someone maybe, actually, this is a good example. When I was in my fourth year of university, I was wanting to train for a half marathon. So I was cutting back well, really eliminating the crazy nights out of drinking and partying with friends because I had to be up at, you know, 6 a.m. to go work out. And I had multiple jobs. I was a full-time student. So like, I didn't have time to fuck around. And that, you know, this half marathon idea was something that was really important to me at the time. So I sacrificed those partying nights out. And, you know, some look, some people would look at that as like, why would you do that? Like you're in your twenties. This is the best time, you know, da, da, da. Of course in COVID times, I almost wish I like had, you know, went out just a couple more nights, but it's okay. I'm sure I didn't really miss anything, but you know, that fear of missing out is so prevalent, especially when you're like in your early twenties, um, and everyone else is doing the same thing. But to me, it really wasn't a crazy sacrifice because it was just like, this is what I want. And if this is what I want and I have to do these certain things to get it, like I'm okay with that. But a lot of people weren't okay with that. And it's hard to own your, 
own the life that you want, I guess, and really set the standards for your own life as the trend of this episode is. Um, and, you know, with these like low standards, you will struggle to put enough time, effort and energy and resources into achieving like a goal. You know, you'll feel like you're just the world is always almost against you in getting these results. So let's say you wanted to train for a half marathon like I did in your fourth year of university like I did and you have multiple jobs and you're bouncing full-time school. If you continuously like say yes to everything, every time someone asks you to go out, you say yes and you're just like taking on so much, you're probably not going to get the same results you had and you're going to feel shitty but you're like, oh, but I'm just getting torn in all these different places. Well, of course, yeah. You got to say no. And that sucks. It sucks to like set that standard. But, you know, if you have friends that care about you, they're going to understand that like there's something important to yourself. And suddenly when you make that shift, you expect not only more from yourself, but more from your actions and more from others. And I think that typically when you have this higher set of standards, you're then able to empower others because you're starting to gain confidence in yourself because you're keeping the promises that you've made to yourself and you're continuing this standard of performance, which I feel like energetically changes you. Like you attract more opportunities and you are... I feel like just navigating the world in a different energy and that's what I feel right now getting really aligned with who I am and who I want to be um, has required this process of really reflecting but also like raising those standards and what that looks like is what I just explained of really like figuring out what is is that is is a value to you what your beliefs are around certain things and I would like make a chart of different areas of your life. So whatever that looks like. And, you know, if you need to work backwards kind of thing, what I would do is um, picture your like dream day, literally from like what time you're getting up, what are you, are you drinking coffee in the morning? What kind of coffee are you drinking? Are you drinking a flat white, you know, or like a Tim Hortons dark roast with two cream, one sweetener, or is it like a caramel macchiato? Or is it just like, a normal French press, a French press coffee with a dash of oat milk. Like, what is it, you know? Um, and then what are you doing with your day? Are you working? Where are you working? Do you work for yourself? Do you work for someone else? Do you go into an office? Do you commute? What are you wearing? Like, literally map it all out. What do you see around you? Are you drinking your coffee with the view of the mountains? Or are you, like, seeing New York City? Are you in Europe? Like, what the fuck's going on? And literally envision this. And this can always change as your life changes but um, and your visions change. But I would map this out so that you feel like you're living in alignment with where that what that looks like for you. And that, like I said, if that shifts, then so does everything else need to shift to continue to in, um, in pursuit of creating that future that you want. So... I feel like when it comes to raising your standards in dating, you have to question everything you know about dating. And it's so crazy because I feel like as women, when we get assertive and when we start to really go for what we want, we then become the like bitchy um, alpha female type of character. And I hate that idea because I think that you can be very soft, but still know what the fuck you want. 
I think that you can also be assertive and not a bitch. Like, I think there's all these different things that we're always placed in these categories that society's always trying to put us in. And I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And I think that part of the strategic slut brand is to really ask yourself what standards you want to set for yourself. And are you happy in that? Like, do you feel like you're living mediocre life? Because you're much more worthy of that. Um, And you are able to take the change and transformation by the balls and say like enough is enough and do whatever you need to do to change that course of life. I think really taking that accountability and acknowledging the societal um, societal expectations and barriers that come with it, depending on your, you know, identity in the world and the categories that the world is trying to conti- continuously place you in. But for me, like if it makes me a bitch to require someone to ask me out within two weeks, then so be it. Okay. That's my, that's my thing. Obviously there's exceptions too. Like, you know, this is not just like a one size fits all, but you can, you can feel when someone is matching the vibe and when someone's not. And I think that when you start to set these higher standards for yourself, um, you're able to recognize it a lot easier because it's, kind of at least for me to having because not only do you gain this clarity but like because I've literally asked myself so many reflective questions I'm able to see what I did in the past what I accepted in the past and so because I did that for so long I can actually see you know if the guy is trying to play the same moves that used to work on me before uh, it's not going to work now because my reality is that I'm living different And you can choose differently literally right this second. You can live your whole life to a certain standard and choose um, in the next instant to have different standards that you currently uphold. And yeah, people are probably going to be confused, um, especially because the people in your life, if they're used to having you always around and always accessible and like disposable sometimes then they're going to be like, wait, what? This bitch is learning to love herself and like uphold her own standards and set boundaries. Oh my God. And that's the thing, but yeah, that's it. And when you realize that these standards are yours and you set these standards yourself, um, that changes things. You know, so a couple of questions to ask yourself when you're going through all of the reflective processes would be like, what standards do I currently uphold? What standards do I have for myself in various situations? And think like you can reflect on like even your day, like when you, let's say, got stuck in traffic or got um, cut off by an asshole in an F-150 truck. What did you do? Did you fucking scream, lose your shit, blare the horn, you dumb fuck? Like, what did you do? Or did you just like, you know, throw the hand up and you're just like, excuse me, sir. And then you put your music, like you switched your song and you went along your day. Did you let it affect you your entire day? You were pissed off for six hours or were you mad for three seconds and you're like, "Eh, whatever, it's fine. And you move on, you know? What do you do? 
And I feel like even just like that road rage example, I used to be that person. I used to be someone who just got so angry so easily because I just wasn't dealing with the shit that was internal to my own life. And now having really been, I guess, exposed to like the standards that I want to live my life in, I don't let that shit bother me anymore. And sometimes I slip up for a second where I'm like, does this asshole know how to drive? And then I'm like, okay, court, like, flip it back into motion because we don't like this energy move along and then I go about my day (laughs) um next question what behaviors and actions do I partake in within these situations and what standards do I have for the roles I play in my life and these roles may be like a friend a parent teacher employer employee leader sister brother like whatever you are to others um what standards do I have as you know a sister, a friend, a student, whatever it may be. What goals do I want to achieve in each of these areas of my life? What will I accept and no longer accept of myself when partaking in these roles? What expectations do I have of other people? What rituals do I partake in within each of these roles? You know, are these standards mine? Did I set these standards myself? When exactly did I set these standards? And if I didn't set them, who set them for me and when? And why did I adopt these standards as my own? See, I feel like when you acknowledge the origin of these standards that, like I mentioned before, often come from like your upbringing and things like that, it doesn't make anybody who um, who impacted you as a child or whatever, as, as though that like, it doesn't mean that they're bad people. Your role models can be um, anyone. A lot of yeah, and I think there's gendered scripts to this too. Like I think for young girls, um, the role models can be different for young boys. Um, this is actually talked about in one of Jackson Cat's documentaries um, of how toxic masculinity is very much bred by the role models that boys have at a young age, um, including their like sports coaches and male teachers and dads and uncles and brothers and things like that. And if they're always taught this like, you know, be a man, men don't cry, don't be a pussy, like that kind of language, it can really impact men and how they process emotions as they grow older and, you know, all those things. So, um, for women, I think that's the same thing too. If you had like, I know for my upbringing, um, my mom grew up in a household where like they didn't talk about a ton of taboos. So of course I pop out of the womb ready to talk about all the fucking things. And that was something that like we had to navigate together. Cause it was like, I always wondered, you know, am I being like, you know, is there shame here if I ask these questions? Like, what's taboo and what's not? Why is it taboo? And just really delving into those things. And I'm still the one in the family that's, like, making the terrible jokes and bringing up the many ideas that no one wants to talk about. But that's okay because we love a taboo. I love talking about taboos. That's my favorite thing. Um, Yeah, so not, like... You know, no matter who you modeled them from, you have, as of this moment, accepted these standards are just as part of your life. And, you know, even though they may not be serving your best interests, you're able to now change them. And, you know, you can see how these current standards are hindering your life. And like I said, it doesn't make the people that raised you or that were role models to you bad people. Um, we're often just doing the best that we best with the information that we have. So if, you know, people that grew up in different generations as us, if they 
have certain standards, like it's not always their fault, you know? And what I want to say about that is like, I think everyone has a level of accountability, but also we're in such a different time now. And I think like this newer generation is so reflective of like why things are the way they are and how can we change them? So yeah. And I just feel like there's better energy spent on just like changing your own standards than psychoanalyzing why the standards that you had um, were what they were, if that makes sense. Like don't spend too much energy on that and don't get, don't start fights with your mom and your dad and your brother and sister and your aunts and uncles. Like it, it's not worth the energy because um, you can actually just see that they're just people, you know? And I think that's one thing that's really liberating actually is to just realize that we're all just people trying to figure this shit out and we're all on our different paths and then to continue this kind of reflective state is like where could I potentially do better what standards do I need to set in each area of my life in order to be the person I envision myself becoming that's the real question that I've been kind of hinting at is what standards do I need to set in my in each area of my life in order to be the person I envision myself becoming I think that's a huge thing. I think it's something that you should ask yourself every day. What standards do I need to set in each area of my life to achieve my desired goals? What will I accept and no longer accept of myself or others and of circumstances in each area of my life? Because the standards you set for yourself will depend on the kind of person you desire to become and on the goals you would like to achieve in each area of your life. That's my preach. I feel like I get so preachy near the end of these episodes and I don't know why. It's like coming to the end of my TED, TED talk and I'm just like, let's drive it home, baby. I don't know. But I really think that questioning where you get these standards and, you know, why you have the standards you do. I think the other thing, too, when people tell you to lower your standards, if you question where your standards are and whether you've set them for yourself or not and all these things, you can be very firm in why you have the standards that you have. So when someone, like an external source, like maybe your great aunt who notices that you're single at 26, asks you, like, maybe your standards are too high, you can say, no, no, they're not. And then you know, you could probably move on from the conversation. You probably don't need to explain yourself, but you know within yourself why those standards are the way they are and why you've placed value to them. So I think that's helpful. I hope it's helpful. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let me know um, on my latest Instagram. If you want to share this on your story, tag me at the not so average batch and at strategic slut. And as always, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, if you want to, you know, hit that five star button, give me a little review, that would be incredible. And make sure you hit following and subscribe or whatever on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to. Um, yeah, as always, it's such a pleasure to be able to speak on this mic every week. And I really appreciate you being along with me for the ride and listening to my voice for an hour every fucking Monday. <laughs> it makes me laugh still. I'm like, how have I actually almost done a hundred hours of this? Like how? I don't know, but somehow y'all keep coming around. So I really do appreciate the support. It's, you know, this is my favorite thing to do and it really does light me up in life and it lights me up to hear how it has impacted your guys' life and days and things like that. So it, it's honestly really fucking cool. So as always, guys, love yourself, love others, and wash your fucking hands. I'll see you next Monday.